Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out Podcast. That was Blood Lightning with The Dying Starts. That's the first track off of their debut album, Blood Lightning, which drops October 20th via Ripple Music. If that sounded familiar to you, you're lying because it's their first album. Uh, though they are uh, referencing and uh, and uh, built off the back of an Ian Gillen era Black Sabbath tribute set. So maybe you are a little bit familiar. That's right. These guys got together. Members of Gozu, Sam Black Church, Worshipper, We're All Gonna Die. They decided to do a Black Sabbath Born Again only album cover set just for fun. If you know that album, it's the one with the cool cover. It's got Ian Gillen, formerly of Deep Purple, uh, singing on it. And some people say it's great. Some people love it. I know some people that call it their favorite Black Sabbath record ever. And those people are wrong. But this band is cool, by the way. We should go back to talking about them, not Black Sabbath. Blood Lightning, four guys, quartet, as you might call it. Uh, like I said, featuring several members of other well-known bands. This is their debut record, the self-titled Blood Lightning, coming out October 20th via Ripple Music. The Dying Starts is a sample, a single, as they call it, the first track on the record. There's a music video out. You can check it out on digital streaming platforms everywhere. Just do what you got to do to find it. You can do it. I trust you. Good job. Anyway, what's happening on this episode of the podcast? Well, we're going over to Magnetic Eye Records, keeping it in the speaker universe, and we're talking to John Gusman of Restless Spirit. They got a new album coming out on Magnetic Eye. It's called After Image, and we're talking all about this. This is their third full length, officially, and uh, you might be tricked into believing some other stuff, but I'm going to trick you into listening to the rest of this episode. But first, you must, it's a requirement, go to New Jersey and check out The Hot Zone. I marvel at other people's false confidence. Where do they get it from? How do they do it? Why do they think that they know? Why do they think that they're able to do things that they have uh, no prior knowledge or experience doing? Why do they do that? They, them, whoever it is, I just always find it so fascinating. It's annoying, right? First, it's annoying. But it's also fascinating. And then it's also impressive. I'm like, hey, that's I kind of I could use some of that in my life. Because I do have some of it, but I've got it in I got it in things that don't that don't make any sense at all. There's one thing that I've noticed before because I've caught myself several times in my life suggesting to myself or maybe some unfortunate other who's sitting near me that I know that that place that we just saw would be a great place for a bull to live. <laughs> now, when I say that out loud, it genuinely makes me laugh. Well, what do I know about the ecosystem a bull prefers? But for some reason... I don't know how this happened. I've figured out in my mind where bulls would like to live. It's usually a fenced in area, but there's some type of dark recess they can walk into. Why? I don't know. I don't know where this comes from. I don't know why I think I know the best place for bulls to live. <laughs> Maybe it's because we just don't see them out there grazing like we do cows that I've assumed that bulls 
like a field because they need to graze. They need to eat the grass, but they also want somewhere dark to go where they can do whatever bulls do in private. Be scary and menacing. I don't know. What what do bulls do in private? Are they that angry all the time? Is there a risk that they're going to charge? Is that why we can't have them out in these open pens? And is that why I think they need to be in a place that uh, also has a pit? What's going on with me? Why do I think I would know this? I think I think part of it comes from having cousins, an aunt and uncle who uh, lived on a pig farm. And as I remember the story at one point, uh, my cousin had their bull step on his toe and and that was a, a family story. I don't like I the, the details are loose to say the least. They're like non-existent. I don't even know how this would be relevant. It's just the only thing I can think of in my childhood that would tell me anything about bulls. I never liked the bulls. The Chicago bulls hated them. I've always had a thing against them and Michael Jordan specifically. That might be it. This might be a psychological thing. I might be unearthing something right now as I'm surrounded by Charles Barkley action figures and I'm recording this. Maybe that's all it is. Maybe I think bulls deserve to be shoved in a dark recess. Maybe they can come out and eat some grass, but get back in there. What am I doing? Why do I have this false confidence? False confidence that would have told you If you told me what the weather was going to be today on September 7th, if you would have said, hey, uh, it's going to be hot out today, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. It's almost fall. I never would have looked at the weather channel. I never would have looked at the app. I just would have said, you're wrong. And uh, I would have been confident about that. And I would have been terribly wrong. It is 92 degrees out right now. It is mostly sunny. It is central Pennsylvania in September. It shouldn't be the way it is right now. It hasn't been historically. Somebody's going to come at me with some facts And they're going to have a lot of false confidence about that, too, unless they're actual facts. I know that years ago we made fun of the of the phrase. What was it? Alternate facts. Is that what it was? And uh, I'm ready for alternate facts again. Actually, I was just considering who I'm going to vote for in the 2024 presidential election. My decision might surprise you by the time we get there or it won't surprise you. You'll be like, hey, that makes sense because, guys, it's just not as fun anymore. Okay. Uh, I'm very confident about that. There's no false confidence here. It's just not as fun right now. And I feel like it could be more fun. And I don't know what that has to do with all of this, but it is where we're at right now on this episode of Getting It Out Podcast, episode 333. If you're 333, then I'm 444. Isn't that, that's not how it goes. That's the Slipknot song. This isn't a Slipknot song, though. It's a podcast. And I've got my friend John Gusman. And he's back on the show. He was here before once, many, many years ago, four years ago. Uh, I think it was November of 2019. This is a pre-pandemic relationship that was established here. And uh, we were talking about Rule Them All, his other band that he sings for. That's a melodic hardcore band based out of Long Island. He also does like a million other things. And we'll touch on like half a million of those. But the band that he's got a new record about to drop for is called Restless Spirit. It's awesome shit. If you haven't checked out the prior record, Blood of the Old Gods, please go do that as soon as you're done listening to this. Prepare yourself for After Image. But the best way to prepare yourself for After Image is, of course, to listen to a song from the band Restless Spirit. This one is the first single that they released for After Image. This is called Marrow and then My Conversation with the great John Gusman. 
okay. It's like we, we just talked about it. It's been four years at least. Just since, about, yeah. Since we last talked. Uh, that was, of course, for Rule Them All. Uh, Dreams About, I think you said, was the record that was that was coming out then. Yeah, that's what we were pushing, yeah. I could say, you know what? Let's just say this. Let's make, keep it real simple. What's been going on in the last four years? Anything new? So, so yeah. So, I guess... I guess since the last episode, uh, the last episode I did, um, the world ended pretty shortly <laughs> after that. Um, I, I did. It's funny. I actually pretty much in that little tiny, uh, I guess that little tiny BC before COVID period of, of dreams about coming out to then the lockdown, I put out a bunch of stuff that was like weirdly prophetic of what happened, like dreams about, you know, I, I kind of talk, I talk about having these, uh, really uh, prophetic dreams about, uh, you know, the end of the world, like, you know, whatever, whatever. And two or three months later, the world ends. And then I, I put out uh, a comic book uh, called the cosmic debt that, um, that was actually one of my uh, projects for uh, college. I was, I was still in school when uh, we did that interview. And also, I guess, while that was all happening, I was in, I was in art school. I did a 40 page comic called the cosmic debt, which also sort of is, is uh, about all sorts of apocalyptic, um, butterfly effect, chaos theory esque kind of stuff. Um, you know, 20, 2020 was supposed to be like a really big year, uh, for rule them all. You know, we were, we just kept, you know, just put out this EP that, you know, was seemingly getting a, a bit of steam. And then obviously we had the wind taken out of our sails, um, just with what had happened. Um, and you know, I, I guess there's a part of me that, uh, really, I, I guess, still craves that, that motion, the, the forward motion. And, you know, I, I made a bunch of paintings. Uh, I, I, I've ended up starting a, a fucking publishing company of, of Coldner Burgers. That's like, that's sort of been like my artist sort of uh, studio name for, for a long time. But I finally made it official. And uh, I guess, I guess late 2020. Um, but I guess, re- really, I guess, uh, to, to bring it around to more or less the, more or less the centerpiece of, of this ep- episode, um, around late 2020, uh, I had finished, uh, I had finished school finally. And, uh, Paul and Mark, who I used to play in a band called DMP with about five years prior to that, the, the, they, they continued on with the band, changed the name to Wrestle Spirit. They reached out to me almost like to the, to like the day that I finished school. I was just like, Hey, like you want to, jam and hang out. It's been a while, you know, um, we just, we kind of like instantly re- reconnected. There's a whole story that I could dive into after I finished just this sort of, uh, <laughs> yeah. this, this short, short term timeline, but, uh, they, they reached out pretty much to the day before I knew it, I was in a practice room with, in, with them. We were just going over all the old songs we used to tour on, which was an EP called harvest, another EP called 1922. And then there's some songs on a, a record that they, they did without me called Lord of the new depression, which a lot of those songs I was, I was in the room for writing. And then they eventually had, uh, Anthony, I, th- I think it's his last name's Medallia, who's, uh, also just sort of the touring drummer of the band. Now, again, he, he recorded drums on that. So not sorry, I'm jumping around, but, uh, start pl- going through all these songs, re- reconnecting, talking about old tour stories and, and whatnot. And then, uh, we just kind of started jamming on new stuff before I knew it. Within a month, me and Paul had written Blood of the Old Gods. That's the the, the previous uh, Wrestle Spirit full length, that uh, previous to, I guess, uh, After Image. 
that was the one that came out late 2021. Um, late 2021, that record comes out. Uh, <laughs> some point in 2020, I guess, was it 2021 also? There's, there's, there's also the John the Movie arc, which I'm sort of confusing myself as this, this is all happening. <laughs> um, cut, cut the ribbon on Culture of Burgers Press. I did uh, a, a full series called Quest for Materiality. That's all comic books. That's all self-published comics. And then I did four zines uh, just under the name Cauldron of Burgers. And then uh, just around mid-2022, maybe late 2022, we, 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 we toured a bunch, Wrestle Spirit. And then, uh, what's it called? We started writing After Image, recorded After Image. And now I'm here on this podcast kind of waiting for After Image to come out. <laughs> I hope that wasn't too much of a roller coaster. We can sort no, of dissect that, was, that. <laughs> that kind of is uh was the point of me asking because there's so much you've done so much you've gotten <laughs> you've 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 done a few different things um i think maybe you've done a, even a few different things you didn't even mention in there yeah i feel <laughs> yeah. like there was a i feel like you, you had a podcast going at some point maybe you still do i don't really like the cauldron of burgers world i guess i don't know of what all that entails to this day yeah, it's it's uh it's an amorphous blob that I'm still trying to yeah. figure out what it is all the time. But yeah, I, so I had the Culture Burgers podcast, which I then ver- uh, changed to Dream Dialogue, which I only did a couple episodes with before I started working a really crazy job, uh, and then uh, kind of had to put that on the back burner because I couldn't record a podcast after working 12 hours a day. So that had this to go away. And now, uh, most recently, I had a podcast called the Gusman Windis PM Pod. And that is uh, the Penis Music Podcast, where me and my buddy, Jerry Windis, who sings in a band called Standstill and also has a uh, uh, sort of a DJ electronic project called Wink One that he just put out. We talk about penis music, which is like, uh, you know, progressive rock, progressive metal, jazz, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, just like, I, I mean, Primus is probably the best example of that. Primus yeah. and Ween and just very cartoony, uh, impulsive music. So we, we kind of dissect that. And even that, we did about like seven or eight episodes before we had to kind of take out a hiatus. Sorry. And now we're finally starting to uh, kind of dust it off again. So there'll be new episodes of that coming pretty soon. So yes, there's, there's culture burgers podcast and then the penis music podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of shit. That's a lot of shit. All right. Well, like you mentioned, or I mentioned, I've I've lost track of who mentioned this. What I wanted to talk to you about on this one specifically was about restless spirit and the new album after image. Uh, I'm kind of glad to hear that you weren't in the band on that first record, at least when it was released, because I mm-hmm. I don't think I even knew about that record until like very recently. I yeah. do remember when Blood of the Old Gods dropped and like immediately being like, holy shit, but also not realizing that you were part of that for a little bit. Right. And, yeah. Because uh, that's just that's I mean, if I'm being honest, that's what you guys play with Wrestle Spirit is probably the type the type of music that I listen to the most. What I don't and which brings me to like a a thing that I always find hard to classify, which I don't think it should be, but what do you call what Wrestle Spirit is? I mean, we're we call ourselves we're basically like a rock band that like a, a heavy rock band. We're like a rock band wrapped in a metal band shell, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I liked progressive sludge, but then a lot of people were calling that like a, a, any band that just didn't play like you know sleep worship, but was also playing like effect pedals and kind of had the relapse thing going on. That was all progressive sludge, so that got a little old. But yeah, I mean we're just a metal band with like a, a rock attitude. You know, we're very uh, 
when we play together, it's very much like a rock and roll show, just with really loud, heavy sounds, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I like it though. I really, I, I really, really like it. And I love Thank the last you. record and I like what I've heard so far from after image. In fact, I thought, I thought I had, I thought I already had the promo for it. And I was looking today. I was like, where the fuck is it? I don't, because it doesn't come out until October. I thought it was like September, but that's all good. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the tracks that I did here for the new one are awesome. Um, but, uh, but so we probably, I got to imagine, I didn't go back and listen. And I don't quite remember the last time we talked was probably talked about getting into Long Island hardcore, right? I'm sure we covered mm-hmm. that. So how did you, how did you find yourself into this style of just rock and roll metal, whatever you want to call it? So, you know, before I was, uh, even really discovered hardcore, um, uh, or even, I guess I knew what punk was historically. I've always been, you know, admitted, like, I, I guess I don't like to admit it, but I will admit it. I will accept this about myself that I've always been kind of a contrarian. I always like things that are off the beaten path. I never really like what a lot of people think all at once. I always have to kind of go against it. So I think there was just this, always this rebelliousness in me that I found, uh, I mean, rock and like, you know, punk and stuff, even if it was, you know, I'm a kid and I'm listening to like the most commercial rock and punk ever, it felt like rebellious. But I, what I also liked was things that were weird. And I also liked, um, musicianship. So on top of like, as being a kid and just kind of liking whatever was sort of thrown at me, um, through like K rock or like BAB or something like that, or, or uh, BAB was a radio station on Long Island. I don't, I don't know if you're familiar. Um, I'm not familiar with the Long Island radio stations, but yeah, that's true. It, it, it's basically like, like Q1043 was kind of like, I feel like the general Northeast like rock station for yeah. like truckers that are going up and down the, the 95. But uh, right. BAB was like the small version of that where all they play is like, all they play is Pink Floyd, Van Hagar, and then every so often you'll get Rush. And I was always super, super excited about rush. Um, so I knew that I liked just like weird off the beaten path, you know, but progressive music. Um, so I really was like a frog metal kid before I was like a hardcore kid, you know, or like a punk kid. Cause that, that's just like naturally what I was drawn to. I was telling this on, on a form of passion, my episode, I was telling ACE that one of the first CDs I ever bought was inhuman rampage by dragon force. Um, cause I just loved, I just loved how crazy it was and how like, it just painted this crazy picture of like battle. Um, I also, I mean, one of my favorite Metallica records was like the first one that I really fell in love with after like just hearing all the hits or whatever. The first one I dove into was like kill them all. So like, I just, I love like whatever, whatever was like this, the status quo, whatever. I just liked the weird bizarro, like pre version of that, or just like mm-hmm. just the weird bizarro version. Like, I feel like Rush was like the, what if we didn't want to have sex Led Zeppelin, you know? Like, <laughs> so I was like, I like that more than, more than I, you know, obviously I love Led Zeppelin, but like Rush was like that expanded where it's like, what if it was just only the musicianship? No, nothing about the aesthetics, nothing, cool. nothing yeah. about the drugs, nothing cool <laughs> at all. It was just like, we're, you know, we're, the, we're in a crazy uh, society where music is banned and, you know, this guy has to reintroduce it to the temple of fucking whatever, you know, just like just real yeah. nerdy sh- shit. Um, so I always had that side of me. I was also, you know, and I'm sure if you've ever listened to like, you know, my, my project, John, the movie, you can hear that a lot mm-hmm. that, but like, I was a big Faith No More, Mr. Bungle, just like general Mike, Mike Patton fan. Yeah. And uh, I just loved like that whole world of stuff. There's so many like branches that branch off into that world, which 
eventually, you know, I had a friend show me like Baroness and then showed me like Torch and then showed me uh, who's that like the sword and stuff like like it was weird. It kind of just all became this crazy uh, family tree of stuff that like, oh, this kind of sounds like that. And this kind of sounds like that. And before I knew it, like. I really wanted to start a band that sounded like the sword or like crowbar or like something like that, where it was just all kind of like just drony, like bluesy, but you know, epic kind kind of metal, you know, and it was simple. It was like, it was like punk, you know? Yeah. So, um, if, I guess, I guess I think it really was like a boss, a boss, the, the former drummer rule them all who played in burn and whatnot. Uh, a very, very long time ago, he's like, oh, you like Dream Theater? Well, why don't you check out this band or, or all these bands? And he, that's when he sent me like the, the one and two by Baroness. He sent me like Pelican and Isis and all kinds of bands like that. So I knew that that like that whole post metal ish world existed. Um, and it was it kind of spoke to my interest at that point. But it, it wasn't until maybe I graduated high school or so that I uh, I guess I really sort of really started like internalizing that. Oh, and you know what? I, I see this, this is just how my brain works is that I just start talking and then I'll have to talk myself into the correct place where, you know, the stars align. But I was a huge typo negative fan throughout high school, you know, and that was one I just found on YouTube. And, you know, I heard like a lot of people will maybe just be like, Oh, if you like this band, you like typo negative. If you like this band, you like typo negative. So typo negative was a big one that we all connected on initially. Uh, and they, they've always been in, you know, uh, they meet being Paul and Mark have always been, they both have like the, 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 the fucking ty- typo, na- uh, you know, mm-hmm. like a logo tattooed on them. Every band they've been in has sort of paid homage to that. So it kind of just came at the right time for me when I was really ready to do all that. Um, yeah. Well, you said a couple of things in there and I, I'm not even going to go off. I just want to comment on a few things. You mentioned the, uh, Mike Patton stuff. I remember like, you know, knowing Faith No More, of course, I'm 38. I'll be 39 in November, whenever my birthday is for the last time, by the way, actually uh, we should, do you, let me get your opinion on this. Uh, I want to move my birthday. I don't like where it's at. When's your birthday? November 17th. Um, Okay. I think I should be able to move it. I'm willing to leave it where it's at until I'm 40. So that'd be two more November 17th. And then I'm going to move it six months ahead to May, May 17th. Right. I feel like that's a real simple move. Gets me in the spring. It'd be a good time. Uh, do you think I should be able to move my birthday? You should be able to do whatever you want. You know, I, I'm a firm yeah. believer in just in doing things. However, however you feel necessary, you know, if you want your birthday, I mean, May 17th, you know, as long as, as long as everyone's on board and, and is, is respecting it, then yeah, that's, that, that's when your birthday is. Well, they're not, that's the problem. They're, they're, they're like, I'm fighting wow. against this. Yeah. I'm like, it's a, I was, I'm just, you know, bearing, bearing this fight by myself, but it is my so, birthday. So I should care the most. Maybe, maybe what you could do is just on May 17th, have just like a really dope day where you're just like, <laughs> you just like, it's my, it's my birthday. You know? I'll just throw it yeah, at I the get, end and just be like, by the way, this was yeah, my birthday party. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I got one. I got a cup of coffee. I got a, ate a fucking cheeseburger. I fucking did whatever, did whatever I wanted. Cause it's my birthday. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? It's like, nothing. It's my birthday. And they're like, all right, it's fine. <laughs> and then ignore them. When a November comes around, they try to celebrate. I'll just ignore them. But like, I don't know what you're talking about. All right. But anyway, yeah, that, yeah. that, that had nothing to do with anything that you said. You, you did mention Mike Patton. And, uh, I liked faith no more. Right. But I think, but it was on the radio. It was back then, you know, yeah. it was epic. The, 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 whatever the, those songs were not necessarily angel dust. 
um, which I know most people would say is the best, but whatever. I digress. I never cared for anything. Never dove into the Mike Patton shit. I remember like the Dillinger Escape Plan Mike Patton EP I thought was pretty okay. But I remember also going to see Tool right after September 11th. So it was 2001. And Phantomist mm-hmm. was opening that tour. And I thought it was the stupidest bullshit that I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> I hated it so much. I was like, I was so annoyed that I had to see this band. And now I'd probably love it. You know, like now, go back, yeah, yeah. What, 22 years, I'd probably like, this is so fucking cool and ridiculous that they're playing a stadium right now. Uh, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, or, or Reno, whatever it was. But uh, yeah, I didn't, I definitely didn't, I want to say, unlike you, I didn't seem to appreciate the uh, cooler, like, weirder shit until i was much older uh and i remember also like bands when when stuff like pelican and isis and even baroness when that stuff was first coming around me doing the contrarian thing because everybody in the hardcore scene decided they liked all that stuff i was like well that stuff's well here's well honestly i was probably like that stuff's pretty gay not listening to it and you know <laughs> like that was I just sign of the times right i was just you know that's the way it was um, you were allowed to say that back then that's just yeah that back then that was that everything. was tame that was <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that was the censored version um yeah but uh but anyway so but now like all those sounds combined into like that's like probably makes up the most of what i listen to and uh there's a lot of very cool things that you got that you do with restless spirit do you was the band do you feel like the band has morphed much since you've started this thing back when it was whatever it was called before? So, so I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, I, I think, I mean, we all kind of generally talk about how, you know, blood of the old gods was pretty much like the starting line. And I mean, there was five years where I, where I wasn't in the bands and there's, you know, there's a whole, there's a whole story to that. Cause you know, I could, I could kind of take you back. Cause I don't think we really did much digging into like my history uh, in the last one. So I feel like, I, I think my my whole timeline, as far as music goes, is pretty imperative to the 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 story of Restless Spirit, you know, like or at least my my contributions to Restless Spirit, rather, um, because so around the time, it was just, so 2016, my first band that really I cut my teeth with uh, broke up, and it was like really ugly. It was not, I, I you know, I won't say it was ugly. It was very, it sucked. It was just a shitty feeling because you know, like. We were, we were getting ready to do a lot of stuff. We had a lot of people behind us. Like we, we went from being a band that was like a band that was playing, uh, for like, like while the bartender was calling last call to then like being on every show and like getting on tours and, you know, being in talks with labels. Like we, we worked our asses off and, and, you know, this was like right before the time where, you know, all you really need is like a friend that's willing to throw like you know, $2,500 into a release. And then you have, you know, then you're doing all this shit yourself. It was like, at that point you still had to like, especially this is sort of like the indie fuzzy sort of punk scene. Like we, we liked yeah. like the fat possum, like burger record stuff. We kind of ended up weirdly in like the top shelf, uh, sort of scene, like the top shelf, uh, broken world media. I don't know if, I don't know if you were familiar with that label, but that was like the world yeah. is and stuff like that. Like we yeah. are sort sort of ended up there. Um, I guess, cause they're, I mean, you know, the uh, fat possum and, and burger records are like borderline surf labels and we live on the East coast. So it's not like, you know, so we, we, no we got the close. Yeah. We, we got the closest to like the indie scene at that point, but we worked our way up and we were, you know, every, every week, every weekend, you know, we were taking off work going, you know, playing a couple shows in a row, playing colleges. Like we busted our asses and, you know, it kind of went up in flames just 
really as a, a lot of people got involved that really shouldn't have it. It just, it just kind of met its faithful end. And I was at that point, like 22 years old. And, uh, I was kind of, it was probably the longest I had not been in a band. Cause it was like maybe two or three months since I'm fucking like 14 years old. So, you know, there was a point maybe during that whole, I guess like late 2015 where I went to Paul's house. Cause me, me and Paul and Mark had been friends. Um, because I was in a band with Paul's brother called detriment. I played drums in that band. Um, so we had all been friends. I would go hang out with them every so often. And, uh, I went to Paul's house one day and he like pulled me aside. He was a little, little tipsy. He's like, Hey man, I want to ask you something. And I'm like, what's up? And he's just like, we got a jam. I'm like, all right, awesome. I'm down at the jam. Cause I, I knew Paul was a really good guitar player. So, you know, I was kind of stoked on it, but also at the time I was like, I don't know when I'm going to find time to do it. Cause I'm so busy with this band. Cause this is like, like literally right before the kind of the other shoe dropped. So other shoe drops, uh, everybody, all, everybody drops us all the, the whole team drops us. Uh, I quit the band. I'm like, fuck this. And then, uh, a couple months go by and then me and Richie, Richie from rule them all was also in this band, uh, the indie band, uh, for a couple of years, pretty much until the end of it. And, um, we were kind of thinking like, what do we do? Uh, I don't know. We want to start a band. So I was talking, I talked about, you know, you know, Paul, uh, Paul asked me to jam a while ago and he loves like, you know, all the like diarrhea planet and like all that kind of stuff, like the indie rock sort of infinity cat stuff. And, uh, I was like, well, let's see if he wants to jam. So he was down, wrote a couple songs, probably, probably that, like that, that whole lineup of people. So it was me, Richie, Paul and Mark kind of making these like fun, just like, but like pretty intricate rock songs. We called it, we called the band Mount doom and it, it never got anywhere. We never, never recorded anything that, uh, nothing. Um, and that was mostly because, uh, Mark had this, uh, and this is sort of the thing with Long Island is like, everyone has like four different projects that at least right. three people in their circle are involved with. So forgive me if it's jumping around, but, um, so Mark had this band called witch tripper which there, I know there's a, there's a witch ripper. Witch ripper, witch yeah, ripper. I mean, it's really just depends on where you have the, how you pronounce it, right? It might be the same band. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so, so the band was called Witch Tripper, named after the down song. And, uh, you know, Mark, I guess, wrote all the songs. He did vocals for it. He played bass for it. Um, he, he had our buddy Taekwon, who plays drums on Sworn Enemy. It's this funny connection. Um, he recorded it. He played drums on it. And it was just like this little four song, like four song, like funeral doom-esque kind of thing. Uh, Paul was helping out just playing guitar for a lot of the shows and uh, their drummer had bailed on a show just around that time. And uh, they're like, Hey, like they call me Gusmo. Gusmo, would you want to, you know, fill in for this one show at AMH? Uh, just learn the songs off the, the, the EP and the EP, honestly, I had like a little cult following on Bandcamp. Like a lot of people like the doom is weird that way. Like people mm. like Bandcamp people just like love doom and, you know, whatever, which I, I found out from this sort of new incarnation of the band. But, uh, anyway, I fill in, I do a good job with the witch tripper stuff. And then they were like, well, we got these other two songs and, uh, we also got like three or four shows coming up in, in new England. So would you be down to just, I know you, you know, you just left your band and we got this Mount Doom thing, but would you be down to just like join the band and, and do all the shit? And I'm like, sure. And you know, it, it, the, the weekend went really well, but that whole tour went really well. And, uh, you know, I kind of also felt like 
felt like very, very at home because that, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a guy who loves Mr. Bungle and, and, you know, all kinds of crazy loud sounds. And I'm playing in the basements with like the twinkly emo bands, like all nice people, but like, it just felt very, I felt the disconnect. And for this, like to finally like play metal shows, I felt like very much in my element, like the way I played drums made sense. It was, it was just a cool thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so that was that. So at that point, Witch Tripper, the name itself, they decided to go back to their roots, which was DMP was the, the, the band that they had when they were 16. It was death metal Pope. That was pre ghost. So, you know, they, they, they did have, they did have it first. So we ended, we, we were death metal Pope and then we just changed it, changed it to DMP. And we would, uh, we kind of toured around as DMP and pretty much that same, probably within six months of that, um, Paul basically had, had a, a situation happen with his living situation. Him, his fiance at the time, uh, were moving into North Carolina. It was way cheaper. And uh, they basically asked, like, hey, would you guys want to just come down and live with us? You guys both kind of hate your lives up here. So why don't you just come live with us in, in, in this fucking trailer and we'll just figure it out. We'll tour, whatever. We'll figure it out. So we all ended up moving in together. Uh, we did like four or five tours, something like that, uh, while we were living down there. It was just like worked at Domino's while we were home. Uh, this was all as DMP. Uh, and yeah, so, so uh, hold on, I gotta catch my breath here. I'm walking around. I'm doing down. You got you got a good loop going there. What you? I said, I'm, I'm I'm opening my chakras right now. I'm fucking yeah. I'm, I'm going crazy. But so anyway, so so you know, there comes a point when we're living in North Carolina together that you know, obviously, you know, there's two people that are gonna be married, uh, and and then there are two stupid friends hanging out. There was just you know, they needed space. You know, and I didn't really have a situation. So they, they moved to Harrisonburg, Virginia. I ended up moving home. I did one more tour with them. It was DMP and Rhythm of Fear. We did like a, like a three week tour together. And that basically there, I, I kind of decided, I'm like, this ain't really work. Like just like the whole touring thing. It's just not working for me. You know, I kind of got a lot of it out of my system. And I think I was still hungry from my last parents. So I think I got it out of my system. I was like, I got to. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Kind of figure my life out here. So I'm back on Long Island. I decided to go back to school. I quit Rest of Spirit, or I guess DMP. Um, I quit the band and I go back to school. And during that time, you know, me and Richie had been talking about, you know, maybe one day doing a band again. Even when I was living down in North Carolina, Richie, who would just stay on Long Island, Richie, who would eventually I'd forward and rule them all with, um, 
yeah, we, we would, he would talk, he'd send me riffs and we were going to do like this dirty sort of sub pop kind of band, uh, kind of in the vein of like Mets or like something like that. And then one day he was just like, well, I kind of want to do a band like super touch. So whenever you move home, like let's do that. And that's pretty much a couple months into me being back on Long Island. We form rule them all. We write the first demo sort of that whole section is history. You can go to episode one for all that. So, <laughs> so the, the John, right. John episode one, you can go, you can go for all that. But uh, yeah, there, there came a point, you know, as you know, shit happens, like we're, we're, we're doing well, the band's really all is getting traction and all around this time, you know, Paul and Mark had been working uh, towards, you know, getting the first full length out, which was Lord of the new depression. Um, they had a, a new dr- uh, drummer named Anthony medallia who uh he recorded everything he played drums on everything it was at his studio they did it uh and then i think when they when they revealed the uh the record i could be wrong on this part because it's a little fuzzy for me but when they re- revealed uh lord of the new depression uh that's when they revealed the name change as well that was that's when they changed the name to wrestle spirit which i am pretty sure is a sky uh, skyrim reference there was like hmm. some guy that's like oh there's a wrestle spirit around the room or something like that so uh yeah, you know what's so. interesting? <laughs> While you were just talking there, I looked up Death Metal Popo on Spotify, and the album cover co- cover comes up with the Restless Spirit logo on it. So that's <laughs> yeah. that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just that's just more advertising. That's that's like affiliate marketing, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So 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 basically, you know, they 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 kept at it. They did a couple tours. They they did a tour with a band called Worm. They they toured with a band called Ether Coven, uh, which I, I'm pretty sure you've had on this Ether Coven. Uh, yeah, Pete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just died. Yeah, Pete just he, passed away. Yeah, yeah. Rest, rest yeah. in peace. I didn't know him, I, but I, I know that they, they had toured with him. Um, they did a couple more things, and then um, things kind of got slow for the band. I guess the you know whatever life happens. It's kind of just this the the story of the the small independent band is that you know sometimes you just you know you just gotta slow down a bit. You know, um, around this time, you know, rule them all was picking up. Like sort of so while they're doing that, I'm doing rule them all pretty much everything that happens there. You know, the, like I said, episode one. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. I, so basically, and I, I said this before at the beginning, call it an intro of some kind. Um, they, I, I, they had been, they showed up at this pop-up that I did, um, you know, uh, days records. Uh, he put on a pop-up at this place mm-hmm. called Druther's coffee during the pandemic. And that was sort of the first time that, anybody really had seen each other since like lockdown any sort of hardcore thing had happened on long island since lockdown there was one really funny beatdown show that happened that ended up on metal sucks or something like that but <laughs> that was really it but um so they ended up showing up to the show because it was like down the showing up to the to the pop-up because it was right down the street from where they lived and yeah we just kind of shot the shit i was like oh i miss you guys you know just kind of talked a bunch about a bunch of stuff and then they kind of texted me like, Hey, you know, if you'd ever be down to hang out and jam, you know, then uh, we'd be down as well. And then really just kind of snowballs from there. And then, you know, we really just picked up right where we left off with everything. Like even the songs like that, you know, all the whole harvest EP, the, the 1922 EP is like, just like right here in the back of my brain. It just sort of unearthed it. And I, I played everything like perfectly as I didn't skip a beat. And we kind of just knew it was like, yeah, there's, there's still something here, you know, it's just, just follow it until the fucking bitter end. And, you know, we're, we're, we're just, we're, we're sitting on our second album from it and, you know, everything's going super strong and it's awesome, you know, but blood of the old gods was written in like a month 
And then we, we did a couple tours off that and, you know, eventually started writing after image and then sort of the whole process with that, but I'm, I'm getting out of breath. So I'm going to let you ask me another <laughs> give me, question. Give me a second. <laughs> All right. Well, so <laughs> blood of, blood of the old gods comes out and it seems like a lot of people get on board with that album. Right. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was a self-release and then it wasn't. Yes. Yeah, so life's blood records. That was, that is like Paul, I guess it's the band's label. So, uh, I guess, I guess I'm, I'm an investor uh, of, yeah. of some kind because we all, we basically just split out all the costs three ways, put the record out. And yeah, I mean, we were like flabbergasted with how well it was received even before it came out. Like we sold out of, all of our records, we did like 250 copies. We sold out of them like globally, just like shipping to like fucking Norway and fucking Italy and all these places before, you know, before the release date, we were like, this is crazy. You know, we, <laughs> yeah. you know, like we used to struggle to, to sell a couple tapes at a show. And now we're like, you know, this is, this is awesome. It really, it really, it felt very special, you know? Um, and then, and, pretty much as blood of the old gods comes out and, you know, we kind of realized the, the, the limits of, you know, doing something yourselves. We kind of wanted the more resources and just wanted to expand and just, you know, keep the, keep the, the forward motion going. And that's when we were able to get in touch with magnetic eye and, and they were super on board and they've been really awesome to us. I'm, I'm very, very taken back by how good they are like packaging stuff. Like yeah. I just got the set, the sound garden, uh, the, the, the redo, the, the best of yeah. the redux. Yeah. And that, like that packaging, I'm like, holy fuck, this is awesome. This is like, <laughs> I, I don't have that one, but I do have just behind me the the wall and dirt. Nice. And yeah, same same thing. I mean, I I don't know if you noticed, but I, I had Jad from Magnetic Eye on here. Yeah, yeah, I, I listened to, to, to talk episode, specifically yeah. about the Soundgarden one, but uh, I I love the way they the way they put their records out, and so I thought it was cool as hell that you ended up with that label because um, I think they're. they're 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 pretty fucking good. Is what, is what, yeah, is what yeah, it comes yeah. out to like, like they, their yeah. their their releases are usually something that I really really enjoy, and especially this year they're putting out a shitload of records this year. After Image is one of them, and I mean yeah. I, by comparison to the last couple of years, but I guess that's the case for anybody who dealt with the backups for all the pressing plant shit to now, where it seems yeah. like it's back open as normal. So. So, but I think it's a, it's a really cool pairing, Restless Spirit and uh, Magnetic Eye Records. Is that just where you want it to be? No, honestly, that it was just sort of like the first stop. We're like, yeah, all right. Cause, cause we're yeah. not like that where we're, we're not like, I don't mean this in any sort of insulting, like we're not picky when it comes to stuff like that, because mm -hmm. we did have that. We did know that like, it is possible by ourselves to do it. You know, we, we right. achieved something, uh, you know, we paid for PR ourselves. We did everything ourselves. And yeah, it really was sort of like the first stop. Like we sort of, we, we really liked the whole, you know, magnetic eye blues funeral ripple, sort of like that. There's a whole yeah, yeah. little web there. Speaker. So we like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So we liked that whole thing and, you know, we, we ended up there and yeah, they, they showed a lot of interest really early on and just like, we, we definitely feel very like, like very at home. It was just, it seemed like a very, uh, I don't want to say kindred thing, but we just, seemed like the right place to be. And we, we didn't really talk to anybody else. It was just like, first stop. All right, this is cool. They're, they, they, you know, <laughs> I think cause, cause Paul, Paul's really mostly the guy that, that uh, talks to them and they, they're talking, if not every day, a couple of times a week. So they, they really, and they, they've put us in some pretty cool positions. Like, you know, 
got to work with Mark Urselli. You know, we're we're doing uh at uh was East Side Sound Studios, and you know that guy's won fucking Grammys for doing what he does. So like you know that that's like one of those things that like I could tell my mom like you see this isn't a waste of time. I'm working with a Grammy <laughs> award winning producer. <laughs> yeah, we're recording a Ramones cover, and he's telling me to do a drum solo. You know. <laughs> <laughs> He hears yeah. other music. It's all throat singing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, that shit is, is a very interesting concept, the step and dupe stuff. I, I, cause I love, yeah. I, I mean, yes, you know, like being a, as, as I don't want to say being a contrarian, but like being someone that likes stuff that's sort of off the beaten path. Like that. I do really enjoy throat singing. So the, the combination of the two is really, it's a cool thing to hear, you know, cause you don't think about it. Cause like, you know, when you're playing doom music, it's like you're, you're very low tuned. He's really, mm distorted like guttural sort of sounds and then to just have a guy do that with his voice it's like yeah you know i never thought to put that together but yeah cool. i think the first time <laughs> when they released that uh that record i think it was last year the step and doom record i listened to yeah. it the first time i said well i don't like that and then but then i've come around i've come back to him like well there's got to be something here you know like yeah yeah and so i don't know i'm sure that you're i'm sure you you you've experienced the same thing with some records. You just gotta, gotta give them a few, few runs before they click and make sense. And that step and doom stuff is that, but it is cool as hell. Yeah, It definitely, you know, I've, I've learned to be a lot less, um, just a lot less rigid when it comes to my taste. Yeah. It's like, all right, if I, if I don't like something right now, I might like it later. Cause that always happens to me, you know, like, a lot of stuff like I'm like, yeah, I don't really fuck with this all that much. And then I have some kind of experience that, does just bring me back to him like all right no this is really cool i'm i'm gonna stop saying i hate shit because I, I used to do that Until a lot you really determine if you hate it yeah <laughs> yeah i do that shit a lot and then i'm like damn i, I probably shouldn't have done that because now i just like it and i feel like yeah. a fucking idiot you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, I got you well all right so now we're uh about a month in a couple of days it'll be a month away from the release of after image October 6th is the official mm -hmm. street date, I believe. Yep. Uh, is there a concept theme or anything to the songs on this album? So I, I know that the overarching theme is about grief. Um, Paul, write, Paul writes the lyrics and pretty much kind of handles the, the concepts of the record, obviously because he's the one writing the lyrics. So eventually things sort of tie out. Like I, I've been lucky that most of my bands, like whoever is the, the, guy in sort of the, the the vocal chair is pretty much the one that handles all that so paul's yeah. the guy that's, he's he's kind of captain kirk when it comes to the imagery it, it has to do a lot with because he he dealt with a lot of a lot of loss during like i guess that time you know his 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 dad died and his uh his grandma also died like while like a lot of it was happening we while we were on tour or like around when we were on tour so we were all together so much when it was happening so you know it's sort of a culmination of all that grief and just all, all that was going on while you know he, and i guess how he was feeling as it was happening you know he's he's right. very you know he's he's a great he's great writer you know his you know he the way he puts together lyrics i'm like man you you read books and shit like like, <laughs> <laughs> like damn so I, like, that's really cool you know like I'm, I'm i'm really not like i just say like epic shit you know just being someone who who, who writes lyrics you know he really you could tell he like really knows how to form like a very poetic statement um so yeah, I, I can't really speak too much on, I guess, the theme because, you know, that really is, it's, it's a lot Paul's, that's sort of his boat. But I do, you know, I did connect with the, the idea of uh, After Image because that record came, the whole record itself came so quick after Blood of the Old Gods, which was really 
this record that reset, well, not only did it sort of rekindle our friendship, but it sort of reset the, the, the trajectory of the band. So it's like to have a whole other record sort of after like pretty much right after all the smoke clears and, you know, we're off the road and we're kind of just getting our lives back, back together at home. It was very, I'm like, yeah, that, that makes sense. It is, it is an after image. Like personally, that's, that's sort of how I see the record. And it is a lot, a lot of people have sort of talked about it's just sonically. The sound is like a, uh, continued, but improved, uh, version of blood of the old gods so it's like taking a lot of what we did with the that record but a lot less jammy a lot less like anything goes and this one's a lot more like streamlined like let's really think about the structure of what we're doing here you know that's that's exactly what i was going to say about about the two the only the two songs that i heard marrow and all furious is that it sounds like uh more straightforward rock music and i don't mean that in a bad way at all like it's, yeah, it's, yeah, no, yeah. it sounds like you you're like i don't know like you said, to streamline this, going for it more. Um, either way, the two that I've heard were, have been great. Uh, I watched both music videos for those tracks, and I noticed something specifically about you. First, I want to know is how many different T-shirts did you wear in the Marrow music video? <laughs> I didn't want to wear any, so so I had two. I had my Faith No More shirt. Is it just two? It I thought is it was more than that. Okay. Well, I was going to say, is that, did that uh, influence your decision to not wear a shirt in the other music video for All Furies? So I typically, when I play Wrestle Spirit, when I play drums in general, I take my shirt off, not because I think I'm cool or like or whatever, like I'm trying to make a statement. It's just, I sweat through my fucking clothes so yeah. bad. And I got my, I, you know, I'd rather just like, I'd rather be less sweaty and put my shirt back on when I'm done. Like just like dry myself off and then put my shirt on. <laughs> instead of just sweating through my clothes and just then just being all sticky and nasty. So the, the all Furies video was actually filmed at, during a show that we played, mm. uh, at the Kingsland in Brooklyn. So that was just sort of naturally us playing in our, in our element, you know, that makes, that makes sense. Uh, and yeah, I know I did notice the difference. The one was actual live footage. The other one was uh pretend. What do you do? What do you do when you uh, shoot a music video and there's, do you, are you actually hitting stuff? I mean, you got it, right? Yeah, it's so this one, uh, so the marrow one, uh, I, yeah, I was the only one making noise. Uh, we just had the track playing and then I kind of, cause I'm deaf as it is. So it's like, we're in the super concrete room and we have like a, like a PA system at full blast playing. And I still can't really hear over it. Cause there's just so much sound, like just conglomerating together, if that's a word. Um, yeah. so, so that one I was playing, I had to like dampen my cymbals a lot and just sort of hear and play my, like play along my best as at the best as I could. They were lip syncing and, and playing guitar. Um, I, it's kind of, it's kind of awkward uh, when we do that. Actually for the cascade video for the blood of the old gods. Well, that's, that's actually a really crazy story if you'd be willing to hear it. But um, please. So, so I was just, we, we just kind of like had the song in our heads because we like snuck in somewhere and uh, I was playing full drums and then Paul and Mark were just kind of going along with me, just like sort of lip syncing and whatever. But there was no track playing. This time we had a budget to be able to go in a room uh, that's made for making music videos and just have a PA system playing and uh, <laughs> have a PA system playing and then just hope for the best and have someone who uh, was it uh, Susan, uh, um, uh, Susan Hunt, I believe her name is or. Anyway, as a Sigma Five Media, I think that's that's the name of the the, the company. So yeah, just I, I wanted to get one of those correct. I, I completely forgot to do my research on that. I probably should have, but 
But anyway, so funny story about the cascade video. And this was sort of, uh, one of those things that really, uh, also made this album really special is that because we were doing everything ourselves, like, you know, there was just all the sort of calamity that strikes with doing that when you're sort of on your own. And so, um, we had a, uh, these, these two kids, uh, Ben and Josh, uh, do the music video for cascade emulator off the bloody old gods record. And, um, we had them, they're just like these out East kids. They're just like little freaks, like film freaks, you know, they mm-hmm. got just they smoke cigarettes and they're like complete each other's sentences. They're just like, they're, cause they're twins. They're like, they're, so they're very strange guys. I love them to death, but they're, they're very strange. Um, and you know, big moshers too. They had this band called Silenus that, um, is, they're sort of like a code orange metalcore band from the Island. Very weird imagery. They did all the imagery themselves anyway. So we asked them to do the video cause we liked what the way their stuff looked. And we're like, we're going to do something basic just cause, uh, you know, like it's just a rock band, whatever, we'll figure out something to do. Uh, just want to kind of want us playing in uh, some kind of pool setting and whatever. It's like, yeah, sure, sure. So day comes to, to film the video and they're like, all right, here's the, here's the spot. And like, it looked like someone's like just backyard. It was like backyard, but like, I guess out east, they have a lot of barns that are like sunken into the ground. Like it's kind of just like a roof and there's maybe a little bit, yeah. whatever. And then you can like you can go under and it's all like dirt and stuff. It's a strange thing that they got going, but they're like, this is the spot. Well, like, I'm like, are you sure? Like, I kind of have this weird gut feeling like, like we shouldn't be here. But they're like, no, no, it's fine. I talked to the guy. I'm like, all right. So we were there for like six hours. Like we, we had a drum set set up in one of the underground barns that like, we were climbing over like rusty garbage and shit to get in there. It took us like 25 minutes to get in there and like set everything up. There's like a whole field of willows in the back. Like that's where Mark records the bass. Um, but that first setting is just like this, this barn. Uh, we're filming there for six hours, making a shitload of noise, like just being stupid, do whatever. And this pickup truck pulls up and I'm like, yo guys, there's like a pickup truck pulling up right now. They're like, Oh, okay. It's just very like long Island, like out East redneck kind of guy. Just like, Cause that's the thing on Long Island is that like Long Island rednecks. So <laughs> Long Island redneck guy pulls up, he goes, what are you guys doing here? And they get out the two twins and they're like, you didn't get my uh, voicemail. And he's like, Nope. And he takes a picture of their faces and then just drives away. And they're like, all right, we can continue filming. I'm like, no guys, we have like a minute to get out of here. So it took us 25 minutes to get in there. Yeah. And then about a minute and a half <laughs> to get out. We pulled out <laughs> and we, we were all speeding. And then, we see like a line of like four cops coming and uh, we see a line of like four cops coming and we're just kind of like very much like just practicing my whistling, like in our cars and sure, yeah, yeah. and then just speed the fuck out of there. As soon as soon as they like left, like honestly missed like a fucking trespassing <laughs> ticket by like the skin of our teeth. So that was the first shot. That was the first day of shooting. The second day we were at the Cal- Calverton airstrip, which is way out East. It's like a, an abandoned airstrip. Sometimes they'll do like racing, like, like drag racing out there and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, there's that second scene with like the, in the big jam part of that song where we're on this just like long open road and there's like a big sky, whatever, you know, same thing recording all day. And I like, like everyone sees me look up and I'm like, I kind of squinting like, Oh my God, there's a fucking plane that's getting ready to land <laughs> on this fucking air <laughs> that we're set up right in the middle of. Like he's coming down like this, you know, I see yeah. him like, yo guys, we got to fucking move. And we're like, wait, we're like, no, 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 no. And then eventually like they, sw- they like swooped right over us and then came back up. So 
that was a really, really, it was cursed, but also it would have looked I'll cool. Never if forget. It, it would have looked yeah, cool. Right? <laughs> yeah. Just like South Park, like Kenny style getting trampled by an airplane, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you could have gone viral and that, you know, it's worth, it's worth everything. That's, that's literally all you need to do nowadays to, to be a band just go viral, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking of imagery, being an artist like yourself and, you know, I've I've bought your stuff before because I think your art is very cool. Thank you. But I've never seen you use it on your music. I know so, it's not I know it's not just yours, right? Your music. Yeah. So but tell me about that. So, you know, I, I I for for a long time I uh what's it called? Like I I used to kind of juggle with it. Like I wanted to be able to do stuff you know, for other bands and do stuff for my bands. And every so often, you know, my bands will sort of let my stuff sort of slip through the cracks. I sure I, I, I had to realize, and you know, it was, it was a pretty liberating thing um, that, you know, my style, it doesn't really fit with a lot of, you know, aesthetics of bands and stuff. And like, I'm also not really one to be like, Oh, I'll just do this. Like I, I need to, I'm like, I want to do something that just feels good for me. And yeah. I don't want to just do something stock for one of my bands or whatever. I'd rather just like, if this is what everyone wants the imagery to be, then that's that. That's sort of a lot of the reason. I don't say a lot of the reason, but it was a good portion of the reason why I started doing John the movie, which is, you know, my, my, which is my solo stuff. You know, yeah. if you want to check it out, I, you know, uh, so I started doing John the movie because I had so many ideas for things that I knew weren't going to fit like in any other sort of, uh, cubby hole, like of, of rule them all or, or dead last or rest of spirit. And I was like, I just had to kind of take all my little Zappa worship stuff and all my little, you know, DIY guided by voices attitude kind of stuff and just put it somewhere. So I have used, um, I did use, uh, a couple of my paintings and, and things for John, the movie, like certain album covers and stuff like that. Like generally that's just where I just funnel all of my, my really, really free, weird ideas, you know? So that, that's typically where like, I, I guess I, I kind of threw my hands up trying to and not even like a bad way, just sort of like, a, it, I, I, it really, you know, sometimes you just need to know when to accept that something isn't working. Like, right. That's sort of when I, I, st I stopped doing that with all my other bands and I'll, I'll, like I said, I'd still draw stuff here and there. And if they like it, we can use it. But, uh, John, the movie has sort of, uh, really sort of filled that void of like wanting to use my imagery and, and, and stuff. So like, like I have a place to put it all, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. And I was going to ask you what's going on with John, the movie, what will happen? But I'll, I'll ask you that in a minute, because I want to ask one more yeah. restless spirit thing. Sure. Um, after image comes out October 6th, generic question. I ask everybody when they got an album coming out, what are you most looking forward to with the release of this record? So, so there's a couple of things. Um, well, one, you know, I'm, I'm excited to just play out on it. I, I admittedly, I, I, because I'm so busy and, you know, I, I have, I'm, I'm working multiple jobs. I, don't really tour as much with Wrestle Spirit. And they have uh, Anthony Medallia. Shout out to him. I don't even know if I'm saying his uh, last name correctly, but um, I, I do play a good amount of like a good amount of shows with Wrestle Spirit if it's local or within a hundred miles of my house. Which pretty much all of my bands, that's sort of the role that I have, uh, unless it's something that really makes sense and I have ample time to do it. Um, so I'm excited to play shows. I'm excited to, to, for people to to hear the record. One thing that I am like ecstatic about is uh well one the fact that john nunez from torch which is one of i try i try not to mark out when i talk to him about stuff but yeah. torch is one of my absolute favorite bands on planet earth and have been for like the last 10 years 
the fact that, you know, well, one, he, he had some stake and had a, a lot of stake in how the record sounded. Cause he mixed and mastered the record. Uh, he had, he absolutely fucking the, the way the record sounds is like massive. It sounds like just like a fucking, uh, a molecule waiting to fucking explode. You know, it's, it's like, it's just, it's amazing. The fact that someone from one of my favorite bands ever was like involved in something that I did and is super stoked about it. And has, has nothing but good things to say about it. You know, that, that has me over the moon and like that, that alone, like I could really, <laughs> you know, like, like all the other stuff like is cool, but like, that's one of those things that like really, it made this record special, you know, mm-hmm. and the fact that just really like massive, like sounding record. It's, it's it really, it's very cool. So I, I think that's probably what I'm most excited about is for people to really hear us and like our vision, like fully realized and like getting respect from people that we obviously are influenced by and uh, just seeing what happens, you know, <laughs> hope, 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 hoping for the best, you know, it's cool to, uh, how do I say it? Right. To not lose that too. I mean, yeah, it sounds a little basic, but like, you know, you get like desensitized to like interacting with people that uh, are influential to you or that you look up to or you just think are cool. Right. You know, like I've done (laughs) like hundreds of these now. And now, I mean, I I recognize it with myself. Now I'll sit down to talk to somebody that I've been listening to for my whole life. And it like doesn't have the same effect anymore. The same thrill, (laughs) you know, it's just like. Hey, Dino Cazares, what's up, man? You know, yeah, yeah. it's like, well, hold well, on a second, man. I used to think this guy was cool as hell. And, you know, there's, there's like instrumental music to me. And now it's just like, oh, yeah, okay. So now we got to do this with this guy. Um, so it's, it's cool that you're still feeling that way, like specifically about um, the well, features and Nunez. Yeah. Well, well I, I work at a music venue now, pretty like high, I don't say high profile, but uh, a, a venue I work in production for a venue that brings in a lot of high profile people. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I first started, I was really like, I had to like work to like not get starstruck and like just mm-hmm. be professional and do my job. Now I'm like, fuck this guy. I want to go the fuck home. Fuck <laughs> yeah. his two semi trucks. I don't care that I've been listening to him since I was fucking 10, you know, yeah, fuck yeah. this guy. <laughs> we got, we got, just got to keep the balance. You got to, you, you got to know when to appreciate it and then when to, yeah. When to exactly. It, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so tell me then what you got going on the rest of this year. We'll just say John, the movie rule them all dead last i don't know what are you still in the fight i don't know what's going on i don't know what you got happening so actually so the fight uh the fight disbanded i think a year or two ago oh, there um, you go. that's how in the know i am yeah yeah so so uh yeah the, the the fight is is done rule them all has been like uh inching our way towards an lp we have like two songs left we're in the home stretch um so we're we're kind of really really taking our time with that, you know. There was there was a lot of things that had happened uh just in in sort of the time that we were really active that I think kind of had to that 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 chapter in the book had to be closed and we kind of just had to come back to like I don't want to say like why we do the band, but we had to just come back and be like this is how we do things, you know. And it it took it's take it's taking a long time, but I I feel like the material is really there and you know, hopefully when that comes out we'll uh you know really play some more shows and just keep it keep it a hardcore band you know and not make it anything else you know um 
So that so that's rule them all. Dead last, which I really didn't even talk about on this on this episode. No, Maybe I we'll forgot about it until you just mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's a, th- a third. We have to do episode three, which is the dead last episode. But uh, <laughs> but uh, so dead last really honestly has been occupying a lot of my time because we get a lot of local shit. We get a lot of you know semi local tri state area stuff. So it's been a lot of fun. Um, so dead last. We put out a seven inch back uh, a year or two ago called uh, Where, uh, Where Do We Go From Here? And uh, that came out, on streets of, came out on Streets of Hate. And that features members of both Rule Em All and The Fight. Sort of, honestly, it's a mixture of both bands. It's combining, you know, uh, you know hardcore, hardcore punk with sort of the, the locking out, you know, New York hardcore uh, groove. So yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a, a lot of fun. We also just put out three songs on the scheme until it's your reality comp. And we are playing a couple shows uh, with a bunch of, with a few of the bands that were on that, uh, which is echo chamber from Belgium and uh, wreckage from Connecticut. So that's, that's going to happen October 2nd to October 7th. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. We're also working on new material. Um, you know, everybody's adults now, so it's kind of hard to get in the same room all the time and do stuff. So inching our way towards uh, something or other with that. Not really entirely sure. John, the movie, which is really like, that's, that's my passion project. That's my exploration of just uh, rock music, uh, prog music, you know, any sort of pop melody, anything I really want to put into a song. That's sort of where no one can tell me what to do that. I mean, I'm constantly just working on stuff with that. I am, I just put out P well, you know, what? actually, most people that are listening to this probably don't know what that is. So I can start from the beginning of this year. <laughs> uh, beginning of this year, I put out an LP called The Holy Parking Lot. Uh, and then in June of this year, I put out an EP called GTF. Those are all on Spotify and streaming services, wherever you want to listen to those. I will be putting out another EP uh, at the end of November. And um, yeah, it'll be just, uh, so it's sort of like, I plan on basically putting out two LPs worth of stuff this year uh, with John, the movie. So you can go listen to all that. It's pretty much uh, on all streaming services, whatever, wherever you listen to music. I'm going to, I'm going to sort of revamp my band camp because uh, band camp, uh, I don't know. Mo- I have a lot of like, like seamless transitions in my albums that streaming services always just botch. So I'm going to do like a director's cut and just have the full albums in one track for that. So be on the lookout for that if you want, but uh, I th- oh, do you know what? Dead Last has one more thing that I think is uh, pretty dope. We are playing uh, uh, with Side by Side and Infest mm-hmm. uh, on my birthday, December 9th, uh, in Brooklyn at the Brooklyn Monarch. So I would definitely travel to that show's sh- that show because I don't think Side by Side is going to be playing many more is, shows. Is that not already that, so. sold out? I'd imagine it's I, already I sold out, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know. No, no one's, uh, no one tells me anything. So <laughs> I'll sh- hopefully I'll show up there on my birthday, my birthday party, my birthday party sold out. That'd be dope. Dude. You know? <laughs> they don't even know it's your birthday. You can circle back to that. They don't even, you know, it's just, uh, it's like just thanks everybody for coming to my birthday party. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I got side by know? side to play. Yeah. 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 I got side by side, to pl- side by side to play my birthday. <laughs> Yeah.
So there you have it. That was my conversation with the great John Gusman of Restless Spirit. Rule them all. Dead last. John the movie. Cauldron of Burgers. And something about penis music. I want to thank him for coming on and having another chat with me. I really enjoy uh, talking to John. And I really enjoy his artistic output on many mediums. The song that you just heard was the latest single from After Image. It's called All Furies, which I have to imagine includes a dozen Furies, uh, the metalcore band that won the MTV making of a band thing that uh, got to play on OzFest. And then they came and played our local championship records venue around Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that right now, I have a framed picture of them on my desk staring directly back at me from that show. Yeah, my friend is in front of them while playing and that's why it's here. But I just wanted to point out that a dozen Furies still exists in a framed picture on my desk. This one's already a little long, so it's time to get out of here. But I want to tell you, it is Friday, September 8th, and it is a great release day for new music. There is tons of stuff out there across the spectrum of what you usually get here on Getting It Out podcast. A few past guests, including Angel Dust with the brand new soul out on Popwig Records. Cryptopsy returns after many years with As Gamora Burns on Nuclear Blast. Uh, Dying Fetus has a new one today. Fire Down Below, Photo Crime, Cavellertech, Monolord, Nasty. I think As Friends Rust has a new one today. The Slowmatics. Are you familiar with that? They're very cool. Iwata. All right. With Honor is returning today with a new LP. I wonder what that's going to sound like. And of course, Pain of Truth, Not Through Blood out on Days Records. Uh, you can read the review I wrote for Pain of Truth, Not Through Blood on gettingitout.net. Head over there, see what's going on. There you will find a full list of new releases out today, September 8th. Before we go, I'm going to play you a track from one of those releases. This is from Domcraft, who also are on Magnetic Eye Records. They've got a new one called Sonic Moons. This is called Slow Burner. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.